I have a hell of a time finding toothpaste without glycerin in it. And it doesn't sound that bad, but it's usually derived from vegetable oil, like GMO corn. And it actually coats the teeth in the way where it makes it feel super slick and shiny and slidey, but it also blocks the remineralization that needs to happen from our saliva. So glycerin, out. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Medicine Podcast. This is episode number 79 and the first episode in our dental health series. To be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how many episodes are going to be in this series because as a dental hygienist with a passion for holistic, integrative health, I have a lot to say on the topic, and I am super stoked to share this episode with you all today. I remember when I was little and I thought that teeth were just these projections of bone that helped us chew and speak. <laughs> I now know that they are living vital organs with their own lymph system, nutrient supply, and ability to heal. Honestly, we should be taught so much more about our teeth because the mouth is truly the gateway to our entire body. If we want to understand more about systemic health and integrative health, then we can't avoid this area. My goal for this series is to discuss more about the mouth-body connection and how we can prevent disease to truly thrive with a healthy white smile. Today, Chase and I are discussing my five most important tips for oral health based off of what I do for my own teeth and what I have seen clinically working with thousands of patients as a dental hygienist over the years. You can consider these tips like pillars of oral health. Then in later episodes of the series, we are going to get into the fine details and be talking to other experts. It doesn't make sense to get into the nitty gritty, super nerdy details without first touching on these critical pillars. That'd be like discussing which copper peptides you need for biohacking hormone optimization, but you're still eating fast food five times a week. Like, no, <laughs> we must start with the pillars, with the conversation that you're about to hear today. My favorite, favorite, favorite part of being a dental hygienist is getting to educate patients in a way that maybe you've never heard before and hopefully inspiring you to take full ownership of your own health outcomes. We know it's a long episode, so if you need to come back to it, do that because at the end we share all of our unique dental health products that we use personally. Also the why and the how, basically giving you an in-depth look at our exact tooth routine. We would love if you could help us spread this good information by sending it to a loved one or by taking a screenshot and sharing to your Instagram story. If you do this, make sure you tag me at Mimi underscore the medicine. So I definitely see it. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for spending your time with us. All right. Enjoy my tooth tips. Let's get into it. 
Hello, party people. Welcome to The Medicine. Let's talk about teeth, baby. Do you know what time it is? Tooth hurty. Oh, you know that joke too well. It actually almost is 2.30. It is almost 2.30. It's about 2.16. Actually, it's never tooth hurty for you and I. No, that's true. Because we keep these pearly <laughs> whites dialed the F in. We do. And that's what we're talking about. Obviously, you guys saw from the title. Um, we are talking about discussing one of the questions that I get mm, at least once a day from people asking what do you do for your teeth? Are your teeth real? How do you whiten your teeth? How often do you whiten your teeth? All of that. It's, it's a lot of tooth questions. Um, a lot of people, I think, when they come onto my Instagram page, don't know that I'm a registered dental hygienist. And so they think, wow, she just has great teeth. Or veneers. <clears throat> or veneers, yes. Um, but I do walk the walk. You do. So we're going to, I'm going to lay out that walk for you guys. And I'm going to give you my best tips uh, for, you know, for your teeth, for dental health, um, based on what I do for myself. And then also what I've seen in clinical practice, what I have seen that works. Teeth is underrated, absolute asset to your overall well-being. It's yes. so underrated. Oh, absolutely. Like we're, we're joking in the, in the sense, not, I mean, we're not joking. It's, it, we honestly get feedback constantly about how great both my mm -hmm. teeth and your teeth look. Oh yeah, you get I do. It's, it's, all the time. It's really great. It feels nice. That being said, what's more important is what your mouth and what your health, yes. the health of your gums and your teeth do to the rest of your yes. well-being. It's all connected. What I used to tell patients is there's no wall. And I used to like put my hand on their neck like a, a, a proverbial wall. There's no wall separating your mouth and the bacteria, the infection, everything from the rest of your body. It's all one thing. Yeah. It's all going everywhere. So... Really, the the overall kind of snapshot of the health in the oral cavity is a, oftentimes, I would say nine times out of ten, a really good reflection of what's going on systemically with that person. Yeah. If you're if your mouth is really really healthy, there's a good chance that the rest of you is pretty darn healthy. And the, on the flip side, if your mouth is just a mess and really you know has deep levels of infection that certainly is going to other areas um, in the body as well. It is the primary gateway to yes. the insides of your body. That's what I would always tell. And uh, You must it, have had a really good hygienist. I did. I had a pretty good hygienist back <laughs> in the day. The thing is, like so many of the topics of health that we talk about and, and that the world has to deal with, there are myths to debunk. There are general agreed upon practices that are currently just done at dental offices and and at home care that are that are also myths mm -hmm. um and so i think we're here to debunk a little bit hopefully get uh some facts out there yes and uh hearing from you who is literally trained in the space of dental hygiene and then has also up leveled your entire health and wellness system by taking on you know holistic training for nutrition and exercise and able to kind of merge the two with a specialty area of teeth mm -hmm. and the mouth with so many of these practices and modalities that you've up leveled your overall health profile with over the last three to four years 
to really come up with a, a beautiful um, hybrid combination of how you can treat your mouth from mm-hmm. a holistic health perspective. Yeah. And thank you for saying all that. I, uh, I agree for sure. We <laughs> waited 79 episodes to do this specific episode, even though it's been asked for from the beginning, because I knew if I was going to do it, I needed to do it right. And what I mean by right is I needed to put together something that was uh, in alignment with the rest of the way that I live my life. And we'll, I'll explain more once I get into the actual, you know, uh, meat of the episode. But I just, I, I couldn't just go surface level. I couldn't yeah. just be, you know, the tips and tricks that you can find on Google. Like I really wanted to go deep with people and hopefully inspire them in a new way that maybe they haven't heard before with their dentist and their hygienist. And that, that honestly was my favorite thing about being a hygienist was the education part. And hearing someone say, oh my gosh. I've never had anyone explain it to me like that. That makes so much sense. I'm totally going to do this now versus someone getting shamed. You know, it's like the dentist is kind of infamous for like shaming you and making you feel bad. And like a lot of people don't like going to the dentist, not only because like there, it probably hurts to some degree for most people, but also you sort of feel like shamed when you leave, like you're some sort of like bad person because your gums are bleeding. And I really, that was the opposite of my goal like I wanted someone to leave and even if they had some level of dental phobia to leave and be like huh that actually was pretty that was pretty good yeah yeah there's no reason why the treatment in your mouth can't be like like a spa treatment now there are times when you go into a spa and you get a massage or you go in and have something worked on on your body that is painful because of something that's been going on in your life that causes the need for treatment Mm -hmm. same with your mouth but if, if you're doing the, the right things, it can be supportive. It can be nourishing and relaxing and really feel yeah. great. It doesn't have to be this daunting exercise yes. to go to the dentist or to work on your mouth once you get it up to a level of, of homeostasis, mm-hmm. if you will. Yes. Before we go any deeper, <laughs> this this episode is packed. Um, I know it's going to be a long one. Uh, first, before we go any further, I want to know for you, my love, what's in your cup today? My cup today, uh, I'm profiling an incredibly important supplement, uh, and that is protein. Um, I am currently recovering from an, an injury, had a little bit of a spell with, with a cold, and uh, lost some muscle mass. And so I'm intentionally up-leveling my protein intake uh, in the form of smoothies uh, or smoothie bowls. And I'm, I'm actually doing a unique approach. I am not... Uh, strictly aligned to my uh, Organifi brand with mm-hmm. protein. I like to hybrid my uh, Organifi protein with Paleo Valley's bone broth protein. And I do that because Organifi is a delicious vanilla and or chocolate protein. It's a plant-based protein and it's got a host of uh, phenomenal like MCT oils. Um, it's got uh, plant-based proteins. It's got a full spectrum of amino acids, so it's a complete protein, but I also stack that with it, but it is vegan. Um, and I also want the benefits of bone broth protein, which includes um, collagen, you know, which is great, hair, skin, and nails. Bone broth itself, uh, not unlike having bone, actual bone broth, is really great for digestion, for your mm-hmm. microbiome. Um, so I like the combination of the two. So I, I take a literally a scoop of the Paleo Valley bone broth and mix it with the Organifi vanilla or chocolate protein, 
amongst a host of other delicious things that I'm putting in my mor- mm-hmm. morning smoothie um, to create this this kind of like smoothie bowl or, or acai bowl type um, uh, morning bowl. And uh, I've been crushing it lately just to try to get these these uh, gains back. And uh, it's delicious. If, if anybody's interested, um, I may someday share my secret recipe. But <laughs> all you should know right now is that it's okay to mix your mm-hmm. proteins. Yeah. And I'm doing it quite strategically right yeah, now. Yeah, I love it. And, and in my opinion, you never lost your gains, my love. I know. <laughs> uh what do you got going on in your cup i have a nice big glass of ice cold green juice the og mm. um and uh i i always say you know if, if you're new to organify and you don't know where to start start with i usually say start with green and gold for sure yeah um and then red is a nice little addition you can get the the trifecta but the green is amazing it helps support my body uh with healthy stress responses to just everyday stresses and and all of that it helps uh support healthy digestion maintain healthy weight um by not because it's it's a weight loss thing or a weight loss supplement it's because when your body is stressed, your body isn't releasing things that it doesn't need to. It's holding on to everything and it's focusing on getting out of this stress. So by, you know, having a healthier response to daily stress then you know, cortisol, for instance, then your body can do what it's supposed to releasing things that is not serving it, AKA, you know, excess fat or things like that. So a little bit of education there for people who think that this is some sort of like weight loss trick. It's not. It's, it's part not. of a holistically healthy lifestyle. Um, but I, I do love the the taste and <clears throat> how it makes me feel. Um, I actually put a little splash of almond milk in there and a couple ice cubes and it is so freaking delicious. Another thing that's amazing about Organifi and I am able to testify uh as I literally see the workings behind the scenes at this beautiful company that I'm a part of, if you're buying Organifi, you're not only getting a delicious product that's going to make your health profile significantly greater, but you are contributing to a company that invests in regenerative farming, biodynamic farming, um, eco-friendly canisters and packaging such that we're pulling out waste in our world and recycling it. Um, We are glyphosate free which is if you haven't heard it yet is the next thing it is literally pulling out these sprays and pesticides that are just pervasive across farming and Mm -hmm. ensuring that what you're getting in a product via Organifi is without this roundup weed killer equivalent Mm -hmm. in your product and so you are literally contributing to a better world a better globe and um, I hope that it is felt not only in just the delicious taste of these products um, but in just that karmic response that you're yes. going to get from putting your dollar bills towards a business and a group that's doing great things like we are. B- both Paleo Valley and Organifi is doing that. Yep. We, they both, Paleo Valley only sources from regenerative farms. Yep. And uh, both of these, organ- all the Organifi and all the Paleo Valley um, is linked in our medicine cabinet for good reason. You can check the show notes or go to getmimifit.com slash the medicine cabinet. And uh, you can see uh, all of our favorite products there, health products, tinker 
tinctures, elixirs, powders, you know, all of it is there. And uh, we, all, we always have uh, a code for you so you can get a nice hefty discount. Beautiful. All right. All right. Let's get brushing. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. <laughs> ah, this is going to be good. Okay. So like I said, we have a lot to cover today. But first, I do want to give the disclaimer that um, I know that this is going to be a series of dental health episodes because there's so much I could say. I could make this literally five hours. So instead of doing that, I am going to break it up into, you know, ser- like a series of episodes where I'm, I'm going to be, we're going to be talking and then we're also going to be interviewing others. Um, I will say that what I'm including today are the big rocks. They are, I'm including five tips for overall dental health. And these are the big rocks. Similar to total body wellness, we're not going to be basically focusing on medicinal mushrooms, making sure you get all your medicinal mushrooms if you're going through the drive-thru five days a week. You have to get these big pillars in place before we really get down to the nitty gritty little details of the fine, you know, the fine tooth combing through dental practices. So consider what I'm about to share with you today, these main pillars of having a healthy mouth. And just know that more, there is plenty more to come in this space of dental health. These pillars are levers to your health. There are so many things from mouth health to full body health that are nice supplements. They might be little buttons that you mm-hmm. can press on the on the dashboard yeah. of your health and wellness, mm-hmm. but pillars are levers. Yes. And when you pull some of these and you start to optimize some of them, you will see a material change into your well-being. Yes, absolutely. Perfectly said, my love. All right. So first, before we jump into the the actual tips, I do want to give just a brief background of why I am, where my level, (laughs) where my level of expertise comes from in this space of dental health. So I uh, have a bachelor's degree in dental health science from Pacific University, and I graduated at the top of my class in 2013. I was, upon graduation, I was inducted into the Sigma Phi Alpha National Dental Hygiene Society. And you're like, okay, what what is that? Uh, it's basically this national group, this national club that honors uh, a few students from different classes, basically who have gone above and beyond, who have excelled in their dental hygiene class. I'm not sharing this to brag in any in any way I'm sharing this so you know exactly how seriously I took my my education and how much of a freaking nerd I was at this like I went all out I did the very very best that I could in this program which the program that I went to was absolutely one of the best in in the country. Um, it was two years year round versus three years with summers off so it was intense. So um, after we got married, uh, we moved to Seattle together and I got a job right away um, at a dental hygiene office. First, there was a temp job that I did for three months and then I was hired in, uh, in West Seattle where we lived and this was my first time, this was my first full-time job and it was a very busy upscale uh, practice. The dentist that I worked for had gotten top Seattle dentist, uh, like five years running. She was legit and she needed to hire someone that was legit. And the office manager who, uh, hired me at the time, 
when she like basically was like, okay, yep, you're it. She told me verbatim, I need you to operate like you have five years of experience under your belt today. And this was my first full-time job. (laughs) I'm sitting there wide-eyed like, okay, I got to step it up. So I say that because I want people to know that it was a challenge. It was good. It really pushed me. I wasn't, you know, just polishing teeth here and there and working with five-year-olds. Like I was digging in deep to the really, really hard stuff and seeing um, eight to 12 patients a day, four to five days a week uh, for five years uh, at this specific office, seven years total as a hygienist. So What I'm going to share with you today is basically my best health tips for a healthy mouth overall based on these seven years of clinical experience seeing thousands of different patients. Um, And and if I can support you in in everything that you've just said, because I was literally a firsthand witness, um, when you were in in school, prior to even being in formal dental hygiene school, you are job shadowing at Mm -hmm. multiple orthodontics and dentist offices. Mm -hmm. You actually have worked for multiple orthodontists. Yes. Um, You've also done outreach uh, for, you know, like service, dental service uh, in low income areas. and, And you've also worked with people of extremely high wealth who are dealing with you know, they've maybe have had some dental cosmetic surgery. Yes. So you've seen the full spectrum. You've seen like people with one tooth (laughs) because they lost the rest due to decay. Yeah. And people who've had nine different mouths Mm -hmm. through cosmetic surgery. So, so you've seen the full spectrum uh, as well as different practices, different offices, the stuffy old 90 year old dentist who might still be doing things with a hammer and a nail (laughs) as well as cutting edge, top of the line, downtown, uh, Seattle, like UW medical district type technologies. So yes. it's like, if I can back you up, like you in the window of time that you worked in the industry, it was incredibly diverse, incredibly deep. Yes. Wow. Thank you. I love that. Um, yeah, I didn't go super deep on my, um, my resume, but yes, it's true. Uh, my first love was orthodontics and that's how I first got into the world of teeth and I, how I discovered like, wow, I love this and I'm really a nerd for it. Um, So yes, and then in in hygiene school, most of my patients um, had never been to a regular dentist before ever in their life. Some are 35, 40 years old and never been to the dentist once. So imagine what that mouth looks like and having to work on that level. And and not only that- I picture it like the- um, Be nice. (laughs) The planet where where Yoda lives in Star Wars. I don't know that one. I'm forgetting what it's called, but uh, anyway- Uh, Yes, it was it was cha- it was a challenge. It was an opportunity for a lot of growth. I will say that. Um, but the people that I worked with were outstanding, fabulous, hugging me after I treated them because they were so grateful for the treatment that they got. Which so I, I have nothing bad to say about that population. It was it was truly an honor to work with them. Great. Um, so I do before we go on to the next tip. I do want to share that um, we're talking a lot about oral health and being connected to the body, but there is plenty of clinical research to support the fact that poor oral health is associated with things like heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, certain types of cancer, and other chronic illness. So 
again, the bacteria in your mouth does not stay there. It travels all over the body. So this is step one in making sure that that bacteria is not traveling to other parts of your body and causing problems like cardiovascular mm. disease and things like that. It's not, so, it's linked. It's not the, uh, the primary cause, but it is absolutely linked. So super, super important. All right, real talk. If you're anything like me, finding quick foods that are actually healthy and intentionally sourced is not the easiest task these days. Take something like jerky. 99% have added sugars, preservatives, and are sourced from conventional, non-organic farms from stressed and possibly diseased animals. Yikes. Okay, what about protein or granola bars? Oftentimes these bars have way more sugar than protein, and the protein itself is usually bottom of the barrel, cheap, and low quality. We used to have the hardest time while traveling, like what the heck are we supposed to eat when we need something quick? Then I discovered Paleo Valley. Hallelujah. Chase and I's favorite when we need something convenient, like during travel. The beef or turkey sticks and superfood bars are literally an answer to my prayers. They are made from real whole foods with no added sugars or mystery ingredients and are super delicious. Even kids love them. Get this, Paleo Valley sources their meat and their bone broth protein exclusively from organic regenerative farmers. The animals are pasture-raised, grass-fed their entire life, and the farmers themselves are practicing regenerative farming. This means that they are actually healing our Earth's soil rather than killing it and stripping it like conventional farms. I feel so good knowing that I'm blessing my body with high-quality foods and supporting our Earth and future generations by supporting Paleo Valley. If you want to try for yourself, you can use the direct link in the show notes to check out Paleo Valley and use the code MEDICINE, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a discount, or just check them out in our medicine cabinet at getmimifit.com. We're bringing you only the best, boo. Cheers. All right, you ready to get into the tips? Let's get into the tips. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tips. Just the tips. All right. Okay. So the first one is learn how to brush your teeth very, very well. Mm. <laughs> this may sound very elementary. And I say, uh, I say learn because it's not innate. We are not born with a toothbrush in our hand. We are not born knowing exactly how to do this fundamental life skill well. And you might think that you're really good at brushing your teeth, but I would say in my experience, probably upwards of 75 to 80% of patients that I saw did not know how to do this skill well. And I say that with all the love in my heart, but... <clears throat> I will say, Chase, you were, you were probably top 1% of my, of my patients. Like you came in and it was a breeze. And, and so I still easy. have some takeaways from my own experience that, that I can, that I can get to when, when you get through your, your points. But, 
um, thank you. Yes. Um, so I will say Chase does know what he's talking about when it comes to taking full ownership of your dental health, because I literally saw you had next to none, next to zero infection, like active infection in your mouth. And it was because you did such a good job with your oral home care. And I, I'm going to say something that's kind of controversial, but the hygienist's primary job is not to clean your teeth. That's part of it. But her primary job is to teach you how you can better take care of your teeth every day, not the two cleanings that you get a year. So that is your job, just like it's not the doctor's job, uh, like a, phys a physician's job to keep you healthy. That's what you do at home. That's your, your lifestyle. That's your diet, your nutrition, your movement, your sleep, your supplements, your relationships, everything. It's not the hygienist's job to clean your teeth. That's part of it. So I really want people to start thinking about it differently. And I say this because I've heard this over and over and over from patients like, well, no, I don't floss. That's what you're for. Like patients would literally tell me that like, no, I, I floss twice a year when you do it. So it's sort of like kind of flippant where it's like, no, that's what you're for, you know, yeah. speaking to me. And it's like, no, 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 no. And the patients that had the best outcomes and the easiest uh, appointments were the ones that really had their home care down. And I, I had an easy job at that point. Uh, this was not the majority. <laughs> the large majority would ha had a lot of room for improvement, I will say. So <clears throat> this was my favorite part, was getting people to really take ownership of their oral health. And um, the first step is learning how to brush your teeth. And in my opinion, this is probably the most important tip of all because it's linked to everything. It's linked to having whiter teeth. You know, people ask me like, what do you do for your teeth to make them so white? I'm like, I keep them really, really, right. really clean. Right. But it's not, it's not innate. People don't understand that. Uh, they think that I must whiten once a week. That's not the case. Uh, the reason why learning how to brush your teeth really, really well leads to white teeth is because um, stain and pigments from food and drink have a really hard time sticking to clean teeth. Uh, if, they, if, if teeth have a lot of plaque on them, plaque is very, very, very sticky. Like scratch your back molar if you have, you know, wait till the end of the day, scratch your back molar, put it between your fingertips and kind of uh, pull your fingers apart and, and put them back together. You'll see that it sticks and that it is a very, very sticky, gluey substance. And so when you drink, when you eat, when you, when you have these, um, even like green juice, it's great. It's a wonderful supplement for your body. But if you're not removing that plaque on your teeth, well, that green powder substance will stick to that plaque. And over time, your your smile will fade and it will look very dull. We grew up in the Northwest and it's a rainy, windy, four seasons to the fullest type environment. And oftentimes, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the construction space with, with a family business in, in building homes and buildings. And, and so often the deterioration of a home, like on a roof or something, is due to the fact that there is moisture and rain and, and leaves and, and things that are falling into nature and like literally planting themselves on these buildings or these surfaces like roofs that, that produce moss and mold and, 
if you're not power washing, if you're not scrubbing these types of things, it's going to corrode the actual mm-hmm. structure of the building itself eventually. Mm-hmm. But funny enough, if you have this maintenance, maybe it's biannually, even annually shit. I mean, even even just keeping up with it on a on a yearly basis is going to prolong the life and the aesthetics of your home. Teeth, same thing, just more frequency, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great analogy. This is the upkeep. This is the daily stuff that we can do to not only keep our smile white, that's part of it, but that's definitely not the most important. That's what people see in the mirror. That's what you see on, on photos and what people are drawn to. And they're, one of their first questions out of their mouth is like, how can I whiten my teeth? And I promise you, uh, a toothbrush getting really, really... Um, Becoming best friends with your toothbrush is the best way to maintain and to get to a a really healthy white smile. What else comes from learning how to brush well, healthy gums, uh, avoiding dental surgery, uh, making your, your cleanings so much easier having fresh breath like we all know that that smell that comes out of someone's mouth where it's like I don't know what died in there but something for sure did you can avoid that that's bacteria building up underneath the gum line and it gets there over time it's, it's not like an overnight thing but it builds up over time and so by by removing that sufficiently you reduce that risk of having death breath and that death breath that bacteria <laughs> If you're, say, having food and having not had brushed that off in the morning, you're basically going to be like putting a, a slab of butter with death breath on top of that <laughs> piece of bread to now put into your mouth, back into your body. You're swallowing the bacteria that's been building up on your teeth. Yes. So envision, if you have to, if I haven't brushed and I'm about to take a bite of food, envision buttering that fruit or putting putting frosting on it, if you will, that's made of this plaque plaque Mm -hmm. yep absolutely and I was I remember being really really surprised when I got into hygiene school and started asking many patients how many times a day are you brushing your teeth I would say 50% of people only brush once a day and a lot of people only brush once a day in the morning which is, it's good. We want the morning brush for sure. I was shocked at how many people don't actually brush their teeth before they go to bed. So you brush your teeth in the morning. Great. The second that 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 toothbrush is out of your mouth, instantly that bacteria is going to work and it's rebuilding its colonies. That's what it does all throughout the day. Then you eat and drink and put food in your mouth and you do all the things. And then if you don't remove that plaque, Uh, before you go to bed, when we sleep, saliva flow, which is so critical for so many different functions in the mouth, but one of them is to basically neutralize the bacteria and the pH of our mouth. So that saliva flow slows down, just like your digestion does, just like all these other body functions to allow deep sleep. So saliva flow (laughs) slows down and these bacteria go to work. When you sleep, they're they're hard at work. So then you've just left everything on from the day into this and then you you get into sleep mode and it's a dry environment and it just expands exponentially. So must 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 get the toothbrush in your mouth before you go to sleep. That's yeah. a must. So I'm going to get into what's the correct way. If you're talking about learning how to brush your yeah. teeth well. Yeah. What, is it, what does well mean? Let's talk about like the strategies 
uh, of brushing. How are you holding this? Yeah. This tool, this instrument, this this mm-hmm. light beam of white teeth. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So basically, um, I prefer a, an electric toothbrush. Not only do I prefer that for myself. Uh, I, I, I find that people do better with something that has moving parts, something that has an on off button. I am a Sonicare girl through and through. They don't pay me. I wish they did. I would be a very rich woman by now, but Sonicare is incredible because they deliver 31,000 brush strokes per minute. That's crazy. So versus a manual, maybe you're getting 70 to 80 brush strokes per minute, right? Maybe one to two a second. So it's leaps and bounds. There's no actual comparison between an electric and a manual. Some people would say to me, I would hear this all the time. Well, I like the manual because I like to feel like I'm doing the work. Okay, that's fine. I, I like the sentiment there, but you're not doing as good of a job as, a, as a, an electric can. So electric, in my opinion, is the way to go. And I, I recommend at least twice a day. If you want to go three times, great for three to four minutes. And the reason why, uh, another reason why I like electric toothbrushes is because most of them have a timer on them. Mm-hmm. So Sonicare will, it has a two minute timer and I usually go through that one and a half to two times. So this is important because you want to allow the amount, the, the proper amount of time to really hit every tooth and make sure that you're going actually underneath the gum line and that you're shaking things up. I'm going to give a little bit of a cushion uh, for folks listening. Three to four minutes is a little aggressive. Just it's tough. Going to You're going to get to the point where you love brushing so much that you're going to want to go four minutes, but like minimum two, right? Like minimum two minutes. That's what most electronic toothbrush settings are is two minutes. And if you're thinking about the quads of your mouth, left, right, top, bottom, that's, that's 30 seconds on each. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bite-sized. Right. There you Pun go. Intended. I, I agree with you. I'm giving people ideal. Like how do we actually do this really, really well? Yes. Yeah. Two minutes is sufficient. Is it enough for everybody? No. The other thing I think that you can be prone to doing, and I've done this myself, this is just classic me in every way, shape, and form, is of course I'm brushing. Of course I'm brushing. But I'm brushing way too hard, way too long, way too often. Mm-hmm. I'm overdoing it. I'm actually causing recession in my gums because of how hard I'm pressing. Mm-hmm. These electronic toothbrushes, for instance, are doing so much of the work for you that I've literally had to train myself to hold the toothbrush with my uh, pointer finger and my thumb to mm-hmm. keep a light gentle uh, pressure on my teeth yeah so like another piece of all of this is like this damn thing does the work Mm -hmm. for you it'll literally even time it for you Mm -hmm. so your focus should be ensuring that every little one of these teeth is getting touched and and massaged and equally and you yes absolutely um and you really want to if you're holding it say on the top teeth you want to point the bristles up towards your gum line. So it should be hitting your gum line at a 45 degree angle, half on the tooth and half on the gums. So you really are brushing your gums. You're, you're stimulating your gums as well. And I will say that if, if you've never used an electric, it can be quite tickly at first, give it a week. You'll be a pro. It, it, that feeling goes away. And if it's, if it hurts for whatever reason, that probably means that there's a lot of infection in your gums. And by using the electric toothbrush more, and with the tips that I'm also going to give you, that that pain will go away over time. But just be patient with it. 
And they, a lot of brushes have like a sensitive setting where you can turn it down. Sonicare, for instance, has a sensitive setting where it's like 30% less yeah. of the vibration. So look into it. It's worth it. Absolutely. Uh, the other reason why I love electric uh, Sonicare especially is because they always they only offer soft or extra soft. The reason why I don't like manual is because oftentimes people will grab a medium bristled or a hard bristled. You do not want that. Your gums are some of the most sensitive and thinnest tissue in your in your entire body. It really needs something soft. And, and these soft bristles, I, I promise you, will get the job done. Medium and hard don't do a better job of cleaning. They do a better job of receding your gums and causing wear and attrition on your mm -hmm. teeth. Okay? Word. <laughs> word so and uh, another tip i will say is make sure um uh, uh you can like walk around and do things while you brush your teeth you don't have to stand in front of the mirror and just look at yourself H habit stack <clears throat> yeah. i i every time i poop i'm brushing my teeth it's right there it yeah. makes sense do it showering with a toothbrush yep you can even rinse your mouth out in the shower a lot of people like, do that that easy mm -hmm. um yeah habit stacking this type of stuff is great yes so and you want to give a slight circular motion not scrubbing back and forth and uh, remember you want those bristles uh, up towards the gum line or down if you're on the lower and you'll actually feel them like go about a half a millimeter below your gum line and that's that's really really important so before we move on to the next one i think a good question here would be toothpaste mm -hmm. what is the best toothpaste? What should we use? What do we need toothpaste? Is this just marketing? Mm, that's a good question. I'm really glad you asked this. Um, I personally stopped using commercial toothpaste. Like think of ones that have commercials <laughs> on Crest. the TV. Crest, Colgate. I stopped using them a long time ago, about two years into my dental career. I don't know career. about you, but I liked the blue ones with glitter when I was a kid. That's a real thing. Yes. A lot of toothpaste have little glitter specks of yeah. actual plastic in them. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not over exaggerating. They are actually little specks of plastic and I would find them underneath people's gums. I would pull it out and be like, what is this little blue thing? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I just got a new toothpaste that has these blue flecks in it. I thought they were just like, you know, little flecks that helped scrub. And it's like, well, yeah, they do, but they also don't dissolve and they go down into the water system and create all sorts of problems. So <sighs> commercial toothpaste are pretty awful. And um, basically as a rule, if any toothpaste has a commercial, probably you don't want to use it. Um, here's why. Most popular brands of toothpaste are actually way too abrasive for our enamel and dentin. Dentin is the underlying structure underneath the enamel. So if you have a little bit of root surface showing, like if you have a little bit of recession yep. and you see like a little bit of a grayer substance on the tooth, that's the dentin. And it's much, much, much softer. It's not as mineralized as the, uh, the enamel. So if you're hitting that with these super abrasive toothpastes, it can cause a lot of problems. It can actually ditch out your teeth. Mm. So I always <laughs> stay away from uh, stay away from these abrasive. A lot of times they have you know um, marketing for like whitening, super bright, fresh whiten. Like those ones are going to be really really abrasive. Um, they also contain ingredients like propylene glycol. 
artificial colors, triclosan, which is an antibiotic, um, and it causes a lot of uh, gut disruption. Artificial sweeteners, ethanol, that's more in like mouthwash, um, detergents and surfactants. These are things that make it foam, that people like. They like that foamy feeling, like almost with shampoo, right? You are getting that sudsy feeling and it really feels clean, even though that's not actually what's, what's cleaning your teeth. It just adds to the mouth experience, which in my opinion is like, what the f- um, and these are proven to be endocrine disruptors and carcinogens. Yeah. So, and, the, and then also glycerin. Glycerin is a huge one in most toothpaste. I have a hell of a time finding toothpaste without glycerin in it. And it doesn't sound that bad, but it's usually derived from vegetable oil, like GMO corn. And it actually coats the teeth in the way where it makes it feel super slick and shiny and slidey, but it also blocks the remineralization that needs to happen from our saliva. So glycerin, out. And then, like I said, they also have pieces of tiny plastic in there. So this is the equivalent of having high fructose corn syrup, vegetable oil, and Blue Lake 7 food coloring in your toothpaste. Like if you saw those ingredients in a food item, most of us would be like, "Mm, this is not healthy. Most people just don't think to turn their toothpaste tube over and actually look at the ingredients. So yeah, and it's like, hey, I'm not swallowing the stuff. I'm rinsing it out and and spitting it out in the sink. It's still it's still getting in there. Your mouth is is incredibly absorbent. Is that a word? Absorb, absorbent. Yeah. Absorbent. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I made my own toothpaste for a long time. You can totally do that. It's not that convenient. Like if you have to travel or whatever. Um, And I I will say. I will say that um, we're going to share our exact, uh, what we use for products at the end. So I don't want to get into that right now because I have it all at the end, but make sure you stick around and listen and we'll tell you exactly what we use and what we approve of. All right. All right. I think everybody knows what's next. What What's next after brushing? You got to floss like a boss. Mm, too much floss. <laughs> so this was actually one of the hardest things for me to get to, be, to to get people to do as a hygienist because I, I actually, I don't know why it was so hard. I have some theories, um, but I wanted to understand more. So I actually put out a survey on mm. my Instagram and there was probably a hundred people that responded. And I'm just going to share a few of the answers of I, what I said was, Hey, for those of you, for those people who do not floss, why not? I'm just gathering information, no judgment. And a lot of people, most people said, I'm lazy or laziness were the answers. Um, Self-love <laughs> issues. Come on, people. Uh, a lot of people said it's an extra step. It feels like a chore. One person was like, it's not really taught in the UK. It's just not a habit. It hurts and it's messy. It's awkward and takes too long. And um, there was a couple people that said they didn't want to support the use of floss picks uh, because they're wasteful, which I I understand. So um, I also have a a hypothesis of why people don't like flossing. We as a culture, as a people, we are obsessed with what we can see and feel right now, right away. And if you go a few months without flossing and then you start again, you're likely going to see some blood. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel some discomfort. 
So the, immediately people are deterred unless you've been doing it every day since you were five years old. There's likely a stent in there where you stopped and then you started again. And you're like, screw this. This really hurts and it's hard and I'm bleeding. Like uh, I'm probably hurting myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to floss. I'll leave that up to the hygienist. I mean, and I would say too, it's, it's, it is a little inconvenient to put your meaty fingers in mm -hmm. your mouth with this tiny little piece of string yeah. and floss your teeth. Yeah. Like I get it. It is, it is frustrating. And, and you're literally there just like smelling your own breath and, and it's a little invasive. Yeah. So I'm going to give people some tips on how you can actually be more successful with this because it is critically important to not only having white teeth, having fresh breath, making sure your gums are healthy and making sure that your, your overall body is taken care of. Um, I'm just going to paint a little picture for you. If you are only brushing your teeth and not flossing, you're missing about 40% of the, the surface area of your teeth in your mouth. So that's like only ever bathing 60% of your body and you leave the bottom from your hips down. You never wash that ever. I, I mean, what if you just washed your butt cheeks and didn't actually <laughs> give your crack a little extra? <laughs> a little love. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. The level of filth that would build up is like cringeworthy. That's what's happening in your mouth, under your gums. Even though you can't see it, I promise you it's happening. So it's really, really important for us to get in there and clean in between the teeth. I say clean in between the teeth because not everyone can fit floss or whatever. There are dental tools that you can that you can use to clean in between the teeth that make it a lot easier. But most people, it's not that they can't floss. They just don't want to. That's 90% of people. Sure. So I'm going to speak to the 90% here. To get someone to want to do something, they have to see the value in it. They're never going to just start doing it because their hygienist told them to or because their dentist told them to. I want you to fully understand what's happening and what you're preventing when you do this. Okay, we all know by now that the types of products we use on our face is critical to having clear skin that ages well. We need non-toxic. We need no pore cloggers. We need acne safe for our face. But what about the rest of our body? I have had a hell of a time finding truly clean, quality products to hydrate my legs, arms, stomach, and chest. The pore cloggers in the artificially smelly creams and lotions cause me ingrown hairs and bumps and have way too many hormone disruptors. Then I started using oil, but it always ends up getting on my clothes and my sheets. Ugh, so annoying. But now, all that is in the past because one of my favorite, absolute ride or die brands, Clearstem Skincare, has created their Soft Skin Body Lotion and Body Glow Hydrating Oil. These two are expertly formulated with ingredients like green tea, vitamin E, raspberry oil, hemp oil, and a blend of yummy botanicals. The result is the most luxurious dual hydration experience focused on giving you the texture and glow your body craves. Oh, and they smell like actual heaven. Both are anti-acne, anti-aging with zero pore cloggers and zero hormone disruptors. I've noticed that in using these two daily, the red bumps and ingrown hairs on my legs have basically all disappeared. My skin feels soft, 
pampered and hydrated, like it can actually breathe. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you want to grab some of this body hydration love, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI, M-I-M-I, for a hefty discount on all Clearstem products. Bringing you only the best and only what I'm obsessed with. Enjoy. So imagine that you uh, walk out your front door and you look down and there's an anthill starting. And you're like, huh, interesting. Maybe you kick it over. I wouldn't do that now. It's kind of mean. But you kick it over and then you go about your day. You come back and the next day it started again but it hasn't gotten any bigger. Every day, you kick over this little anthill and it never becomes a problem. Versus going out your front door, seeing the anthill and doing nothing, it's going to build up. That anthill will progress. That's what's happening inside your mouth. Every time you floss, you're disrupting the bacterial colonies that cause things like gingivitis, that cause things like bone loss and tooth loss and periodontal disease. It seems like such a small act, but done consistently over time, you're, you're kicking over those anthills yeah. under your gums so they don't become a problem down the road. So hopefully <laughs> you can understand why this is so important for overall health. Again, you're getting that floss in between the teeth, removing the plaque so the, the stain and um, the pigments from our food don't get stuck. You, you can tell when someone... I can, when someone doesn't floss, all their stain builds up in between their teeth. That tells me that they're not removing that stain on a daily basis. Mm. So when you see someone who has a smile that looks like they have one big tooth, that's because they probably floss every day. Mm. So how do we do this? <laughs> um, how I do it, and again, I'm going to share the floss that I use at the end, but I, <clears throat> we both do this. We put floss... Uh, by the the t in the TV room in the in the living room while yeah, we watch li TV. Listen, flossing. We've we've already mentioned it's not like super super convenient. We totally get it. But one of the things that we do to make it more convenient is we stack it mm -hmm. into our life in literal physical places and locations yeah. that make it more convenient. Right. That is that is at the chair where we either read to each other at night or watch TV. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to the bathroom, of course. But it, when I when I work, I have it. I have a piece of floss in at my office, like next to my computer, because there are oftentimes, especially midday, I'm gonna want to floss, and it's literally right there. What's annoying for me personally is the brushing and flossing after I've been chilling all night long. I'm laying on the chair. I'm maybe falling asleep a little bit, and the only thing I care about is getting straight to bed and going mm -hmm. to sleep. Right. If I can habit stack throughout my day these things that are necessities for my health mm -hmm. i can still just go straight to bed and fall asleep knowing that i've already brushed and flossed and so like setting myself up for success yes. high level. we're removing barriers to yeah. failure just like everything else you can eat healthy when you have a fridge full of healthy food you're gonna you're gonna feel less likely to or be less likely to go oh i need takeout i need fast food because i have a fridge full of healthy food right yeah. here it's the same exact thing and, and so many of the listeners are already doing amazing things mm -hmm. in their health protocols that this is just like literally one more piece yes so put your floss somewhere where it's not a bother where if you watch tv at night 
put it on your on your little stand next to your, your coffee table, whatever. Pull off a piece. Um, you can. I also had. I used to have um, a flossing device in my car. This might sound gross to people, but you know what? It worked for me, and I loved it. Um, I kept it in a little baggie in my glove compartment. And I, if I was, you know, traveling, whatever I would, or a toothpick, I would take this out and just, uh, floss my teeth with one hand while I was driving. So put it somewhere where it's not going to feel like a burden to you. That takes care of the laziness. You, you can't have that, uh, that excuse of laziness if you make it easier for yourself to not fail. Um, this is another one floss before you brush because most people won't not brush they want their mouth to feel clean and if you're going to skip one or the other most people will skip the flossing Uh, so I would say floss before you brush and that will ensure that you're getting it done Um, if it hurts you know someone said it hurts and it's messy if it hurts this is likely because either you're doing it too forcefully and I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you how to do it right. Um, or that you are, you haven't done it in a while and you're going in there and there is some level of infection. If your gums are bleeding, that means that there is infection in your mouth. That infection will get better the more that you do it. So if there's pain or bleeding, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It just means that you need to do it more often or do it the correct way by adapting the floss to the actual tooth. So I wrap my floss around my my pointer fingers, and then I actually use my middle fingers. I'm flipping Chase off right now as I show him. I use my middle fingers, to, because they're the longest, to go, and they can reach all the way back to the back of the mouth. It makes it a lot easier. It sounds really elementary, but I promise it helps people. Um, some people say it takes too long. It takes me maybe a minute. So I don't know what people are talking about there. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. The more you practice, obviously you'll get faster. Um, and I would say start always on the same tooth, go in a pattern every night so that you can go quickly. You don't have to think like, where did I start again? Um, and for those of you who are already flossing and you want to just up your game, you can actually run a, a drop of botanical oil, like an essential oil, and I'll talk about those, the ones that we use. Um, put a drop on your finger and then run your floss through your fingers. And then when you go to floss, you'll actually be <laughs> putting that healing essential oil underneath your gums, and, uh, and w- which has uh, amazing benefits. The last thing I'm going to say on floss is you do not want to use the satiny soft type flosses that are that are uh, coated because that's like using a silk rag on a dirty bathtub. You need something with grit and with friction to really remove that that sticky plaque. Also, I just learned like last year <laughs> that that coating that they put on satin floss is actually Teflon, which has been proven to be a carcinogen. So just one more reason to stay away from the satiny flosses. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great tip. I think too often we're drawn to the soft, fluffy comfort of, of, uh, something like a, like a floss when really we need a little more abrasiveness. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So <clears throat> if it says satin on it, I do not recommend it. All right, ready for the next one? Let's go. Number three, scrape your tongue every day. Mm. So this one is sort of gross because people, not to me, I've seen it all, but to people, <laughs> um, tongues are kind of weird. If you look at a tongue under a microscope, it looks like a shag carpet. It has these little yeah. fingers and they basically... Um, they, you know, things like um, they are your taste receptors and they include a lot of different types of epithelium, I'll just say, a lot of different types of skin, but it creates a lot of surface area, a lot of surface area where bacteria can hide. So if you're never cleaning your tongue, you'll probably, if you just stick out your tongue and look in the mirror, it's probably going to be a white or a yellow or a brown. We want pink Tongues, light pink tongues. And I always loved your tongue. It was always light pink and beautiful. And I always was like, oh, God, it's such a good tongue. It's the tongue is so correlated to the smell of your breath. Mm -hmm. Like this thing is just sitting in there just soaking yes. up what your mouth is doing. Mm -hmm. And so one, your tongue is probably pretty indicative of how your brushing and flossing game really is yes um but also like give your tongue some love and mm -hmm. i don't just mean in the bedroom i mean in the bathroom <laughs> and uh getting a tongue scraper is is huge but even like really simple stuff like brush your tongue um i use my teeth to scrape my tongue if i don't have a tongue scraper or don't have the or you ability. can use a spoon a, or a the spoon. back of a spoon it's, it's weird but um once i learned about this like in college from you it has been just, just like the actual health of your tongue and, mm -hmm. the, and the cleanliness of your tongue is so massive for, for yes. a host of reasons. And this is really an Ayurvedic practice. Um, when we scrape our tongue every day, we are also removing toxicity from our entire physiology. Uh, so this is really, really important. And it's also one of the best ways to ensure fresh breath because that's a big, even more than flossing, um, that's a big area of epithelium it's, it's in your filter. mouth it's yes. a filter like like the, the human body is so beautifully intelligently designed mm -hmm. the structures of this world that we've put up for cleanliness you know we're talking about air conditioning units i mean hot tubs like pools the, these life has filtration systems and they have these mechanisms that are literally called filters to pick out the shit that we don't want inside mm -hmm. of our dwelling well, the same thing with our body and our tongue is one of these things. I think it's not often thought of as a filter or as the ability to absorb and, and, and prevent, but it really is. And, and keeping this thing clean is going to be so advantageous. Another lesser known benefit, removing this coating from your tongue every day improves the taste receptors of your tongue which improves your overall food experience, your overall mm. tasting experience of your food. So what they find with people who have these wow. thick coatings on their tongue, those taste receptors are, are partially blocked. So they need more salt, more sugar to really experience uh, pleasure with their food. So when you clean your tongue, you're giving yourself a better taste experience because those taste receptors can actually do what they're meant to do and taste the food. Mm, that's a great little factoid. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Fun fact. 
Um, so how do we do this? What do we scrape with? We've, we've mentioned Chase at, at times has used his teeth. Um, you can also use the back of a spoon if you don't have a tongue scraper. I recommend actually getting a tongue scraper. They're like $2. Mm-hmm. What you want to get is one that is copper, silver, or uh, gold or tin, metal basically, and you don't want any sharp edges. So some of them have like serrated edges on them. We don't want that because that can actually damage the tongue. You want one that's smooth, but when you use it, it's very clearly pulling stuff off your tongue. So how you're going to do this, I do this first thing when I wake up. I literally step out of bed, pee, scrape my tongue. So I, I have my metal tongue scraper and I pull from back back to front over the sink like five to ten times. And I actually probably do it like three times because there's not that much for me to pull off. Someone who's just starting this though, you want to pull until what you're pulling is clear. If you're still pulling white stuff, keep going, my love. <laughs> so it's usually about five you to ten. You want that shit to bleed. No, you don't want to bleed. <laughs> no. It's it's such a – I kept a, t- a tongue scraper at the office. Um, if you're single and you're dating, like brush for sure before a date. But scrape your tongue. You're mm-hmm. gonna You're going to not have to be – you know, thinking about how many pieces of gum you're going to need to pack for, <laughs> yeah. the, for the evening. In fact, you, in fact, like if you are the kind of person who is consistently using gum for the purposes of masking bad breath or mm-hmm. even just even just being concerned about your breath in general, following these steps that we're giving you today, I mean, brush floss, but like tongue is such a huge one. You're going to find you don't need gum mm-hmm. for right. breath. Yes. Exactly. Um, Do these things. I've given you three tips now where if you do these things on a daily basis, I can guarantee you're probably going to get less of those comments like, "Ooh, your breath is kind of yucky right now. Um, So, yes. And and I mentioned you want to do this in the morning because you want to do this. You want to scrape your tongue before you eat or drink anything. What happens is when we sleep, again, that saliva flow slows down in our mouth and bacteria go crazy. They build up like crazy. And if you, and and they can build up, they build up on your tongue and in these little crevices. So if you're immediately drinking a ton of water right when you wake up without scraping, you're then putting that bacteria back into your gut. And it's just this like yo-yo of bacteria, which is not good. We want that out um cool yes dope that's all i have for that all right what do you got for number four and if you if you want to see the exact tongue scraper that i use all of these things all of what we use will be linked in the show notes and i'm going to go through all the rest of it um at the at the end as well number four (laughs) number four get aligned hmm Yes. So this is something that I did a lot of education around um, because most people don't really understand the long-term benefits of having teeth that are in alignment. What I mean by that is physically moving the teeth to where they are functionally in proper alignment. And this can be braces, Invisalign. I think that there's other businesses, other companies out there that do. 100 Smiles or something like that. Yeah, Smile Direct. I can't speak to any of those. I can only speak to traditional braces and Invisalign. Um, So I will only be speaking to those today. But having straight teeth, having aligned teeth is so much more than just having a pretty perfect smile. 
what happens when teeth are out of alignment, a lot of things can happen over time that you don't notice. You, you notice uh, basically little by little, they build up over time. The first is that teeth that are out of alignment are much harder to clean. So this is kind of like, imagine like sweeping out of the corner. It's a lot harder to like get all the gunk out of the totally. corner versus just on the flat ground when it's yeah. just a flat surface, right? So if there's a lot of crowded, if your teeth are really crowded, they're immediately going to be harder to clean. If you yeah. don't believe me, ask your hygienist. They are immediately harder to clean because those, those corners and crevices are now increased. So for you as the main cleaner of your teeth, it, it becomes a challenge. And that's a, one reason why a lot of people don't like flossing is because there's some level of crowdedness in their teeth and it's harder. They're, they're more, they're like super tight basically. Um, so this means if, if they are in alignment, they're much easier to clean for you and your hygienist, which means healthier gums, healthier bone structure underneath the gums and whiter teeth as well. You can also... When teeth are out of alignment, um, I know you've heard this spiel before, they wear in really weird ways. It's called attrition. And that's basically like when you look at like um, rocks near the river or like uh, on the shore, that water washing over that rock is a type of wear. It's a type of attrition. That's what that's what's happening with your teeth. They're wearing down from that friction, biting and chomping in the uh, in the wrong way. So this it can really increase the wear and attrition on the teeth uh, to the point where they're they're wearing through the enamel down to the the dentin and if you've ever seen someone with really, really tiny, short teeth, and you can kind of see that there's like an inner lining, that's you're seeing the dentin, and you're seeing the fact that they have worn their teeth down because they are out of alignment. Yeah, I think I think we've all seen that or have even felt it ourselves to a certain degree. And these types of things, you know, we're, we're, we're both 31 years old. <clears throat> and if they start showing up now, um, or you start to sense them now, man, think about give it another 10 years, give it another 20 years. And so like it is in your best interest to start taking action. Mm -hmm. And we are fortunate <clears throat> en enough to live in a world of the world of 2021. And I say that in this lane, because there's a lot of reasons you could say that we're unfortunate to live in 2021. Mm -hmm. But I would say that the technologies and the availabilities and the convenience of something like getting alignment, it's not traditional metal mouth braces. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. Mm -hmm. There are so many other options that you don't have to, you know, literally look like a like a 14 year old going through braces and rubber bands uh, just to get your teeth straight. And, and it's not just about getting your teeth straight, like you're mm -hmm. saying. It's about like putting forth the most optimal environment for dental and holistic health that you yes. can by aligning your teeth. Yes, and that's not to say that if you have a little bit of crowding or a tooth that's a little bit off, that it's uh, it's the end of the world. Certainly not. <clears throat> but for teeth that are severely crowded or severely spaced or missing or whatever, it's really in your best interest for the long term prognosis of your teeth. Um, also, you if you have TMJ issues, it could be the fact that your teeth are not hitting in the correct way, and that can immediately send pain up to like almost like a headache mm -hmm. and and so that ca that can come from the alignment as well and then also when you align the teeth you're reducing 
the uh, needed restorations because they're easier to clean. You can you can get to them easier, and you reduce your your risk of getting more cavities. Basically, so there is and there there's more even benefits than that. I mean, oh, yeah. this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, so. You, you mentioned, you know, kind of the clear aligners, Invisalign, like it doesn't have to be braces. I am all for it. If somebody wants to rock adult braces, you do you, boo. I love it. Yeah, my dad did. And that's great if you want to. Most people, I would say most adults especially, uh, definitely uh, prefer the clear aligners. Um, I prefer Invisalign. I know the company well. Um, we worked with them really, really closely. I have seen literally lives transform because of the treatment that they got through Invisalign. Um, you know, people who are now able to smile because they they have the confidence that yeah. they never had before. I, I, I've seen so many cases like that. And so this is one of those benefits where I'm, I, I'm not really going to jump into much, but there is a psychological um, effect when you know that you have a, a, a nice smile you smile more oh. and that can absolutely transform someone's life. Absolutely. And it can be just the invitation to health that they need because the feedback is immediate. Mm -hmm. The feedback is, okay, I'm taking action into my own well-being via oral hygiene, via getting my teeth straight. The feedback's almost immediate internally. Like, oh my God, you're going to start feeling better. You're going to start getting external feedback from how well you look. You're smiling more. That may be just the nudge you need to start taking other steps towards holistic mm -hmm. health with yeah. your body, with your mindset, all these other things we talk about on the medicine yeah. prevention for the, the body, mind, and relationships. Like mm -hmm. It's ownership. Your mouth can really be the, the perfect, like what can appear like a stumbling block, but can really be a stepping stone mm -hmm. to holistic health. Absolutely. So I personally prefer Invisalign and I have a few reasons why. Um, you can floss during treatment with regular bra braces. It's next to impossible to floss. And like we've said already, that is that is so important for a healthy mouth. So I like that people can floss with Invisalign. Um, it's sometimes faster because of the way that the technology works. I'm not going to get too crazy in on the technology, but basically when you have a wire in your mouth, they're, they're essentially moving all of the teeth in the arch at once. And with Invisalign, you can move one tooth or 10 teeth or four teeth or whatever. So whatever you need for your specific treatment plan can be done with these clear aligners, sometimes in a faster way. And it's obviously more aesthetically pleasing. You, you, you can barely even tell when someone has these clear aligners in. Um, and it also acts as a mouth guard for sleep, which is, is also a, a, a wonderful benefit uh, and, and really uh, for, helps your teeth long-term stay in their perfect shape. So teeth that are aligned, again, have a better long-term prognosis in the mouth because they are in proper function. They're not wearing in weird places, and they are much easier to clean, which again is directly linked to gingivitis, periodontal disease, all that stuff that we don't want. Everything that, the, everything that people hate about the dentist, doing these things will help reduce those yeah. instances where you're experiencing those things that are uncomfortable with the dentist. I'm sure many people listening have had braces or have had some orthodontics done in their past. Um, and even if they have, 
they may still need some realignment. Uh, but to kind of like piggyback on your point of how important alignment is, it doesn't just mean braces. Like I had braces in seventh grade. I'm still wearing a night guard to keep my teeth aligned. Mm-hmm. I'm still wearing uh, a retainer, if you will. And it does those things like you just mentioned. It protects my, uh, what I have a tendency to do, which is clench. Uh, it protects my teeth from that. It keeps my teeth straight. Um, it allows me uh, a, a, an, a habit that is adding to my sort of like o- overall oral hygiene, like protocol that is really, really healthy and, mm-hmm. and can serve all of these benefits that you're mentioning about alignment just by literally putting retainers back into my mouth at night. Yes. So it doesn't mean go out and get braces. It might mean, okay, if there's a little alignment to be done, great. But if not, you might even want to get retainers just mm-hmm. to protect your teeth at night and keep them where they're at. Yes, absolutely. And you can, I'm sure there's online services. I haven't really found one that I like yet, but um, there, if you have a local orthodontist, you can literally go in. I used to make these appliances yeah. for people. You can go in and request, I just want a retainer and they will make these clear retainers for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I did that in, in uh, college. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to say about this. Brush your retainers. Oh, I was going to say um, teeth inevitably will move over time. They want to shift towards the midline of our face. So the middle of our body, of our face, of our mouth, they want to shift in and then forward. That's why a lot of times you'll see really elderly people with very, very crowded front teeth, even if they had braces when they were 14. If they haven't maintained that that alignment with something like a retainer, those teeth will move. Mm -hmm. It's just part of our physiology. It's just how the body works. So a retainer can really help uh, just keep the teeth healthy long-term and maintain that alignment if if you're already in a good place. All right, you ready for number five? Let's go. Hey, Boo Thing. All right, we got to talk about the G word, glyphosate also known as Roundup. You know that weed killer stuff that your dad sprayed on dandelions in your yard? Well, it's actually licensed as an antibiotic and it's actually being used on the majority of our foods by conventional and even some organic farmers. This means that every time we eat foods that have been sprayed with glyphosate, we are consuming antibiotics. So not only are we repeatedly wrecking the diversity in our gut microbiome, but glyphosate has also been linked to liver disease, cancer, hormone disruption, birth defects, infertility, depression, and more. So this is a really big deal. And you're not alone if the glyphosate battle can sometimes feel overwhelming. I totally get it. But instead of feeling helpless, I want you to be informed and empowered. There are brands that are doing the extra work and going the extra mile to provide the glyphosate residue-free certification on their products. One of those brands is Organifi. When you use a scoop of any of the Organifi superfood blends, you can rest easy every time knowing that each one of Organifi's ingredients, whether it's the medicinal mushrooms, adaptogens, or other health-supporting herbs, are carefully sourced from organic farmers who do not use glyphosate. 
Because I prefer to live my life without chronic disease, I am obsessed with finding foods that are certified glyphosate-free. I do not want this toxic antibiotic in my life or in my body. Being your own best health advocate starts with understanding exactly what is going into your beautiful body. And Organifi makes it so easy for us. My favorites right now are the green, the red, and the gold, also known as the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. To grab this bundle or any of the other glyphosate-free Organifi products, go to Organifi.com and use the code MIMIFIT at checkout for 15% off each and every order. That's M-I-M-I-F-I-T at checkout for 15% off, or just check the show notes. Remember, once we know better, we can do better. And now you know. Cheers, boo. Number five, get your amalgam fillings out. (laughs) And you want to, you want to see a biological dentist for this. So this is really like two tips in one. Amalgam fillings, often called silver fillings, um, were introduced in dentistry in were introduced to dentistry <clears throat> in the 1830s and they're still used today. This is wild to me. When I was doing the research on the exact date, I would have guessed maybe like 1920 or something. Yeah. 1830s. These amalgam fillings, silver fillings, metal fillings, they're all synonymous. They're one and the same. It's not like one is different than the other. They're just called all these different names. They are 45 to 55% elemental mercury, uh, which is just about the most toxic material on the planet. Second only to plutonium. So if you have, say... one large filling they're they're usually on molars they're usually not with front teeth because obviously people want the white fillings for the front teeth but the back teeth oftentimes people will have these amalgam silver fillings roughly half half of that uh of that filling by weight is mercury so just to put this into perspective if you drop a a thermometer with mercury in it There is a whole protocol for having a whole, uh, uh, a team of people come in with hazmat suits to pick up the remnants of this thermometer. You can't vacuum it. You can't sweep it into the trash. It is absolutely toxic. Another example, if you were to take one filling out in your mouth, say one of your molars, and chuck it into a 10-acre lake, fish and game would have to put up a quarantine for this lake and put out a fish advisory because now this lake is considered toxic. Well, at least it's been in your (laughs) mouth for decades. And this is a whole thing in the dental space because there's still some dentists that use amalgam. I honestly don't know why. Um, I, I know that there are benefits in that they're cheaper for people. So people are more likely to pay their bill if they're not, if they're, if it's less expensive. Oftentimes they'll also use 
these silver fillings for kids because they are easy to place in the presence of saliva as opposed to other types of restorations. So if a, if a kid is sitting there squirmy and moving around, it's easier to place and have it be successful, I say that in quotes, um, than some of these other materials that are highly sensitive and cannot be in the presence of saliva. So there are reasons why people use it. It's not like they're trying to poison people, but this information is not new. It's not hidden. It's not even like people know how toxic mercury is. And what's worse is that a lot of times people don't just have one one amalgam filling. They have like five. And so that's two and a half grams of mercury in your mouth. Then when you chew, say you're chewing gum, those mercury vapors is what it's called. These mercury vapors that come off in your mouth increase by 15,000% every time you chew gum. Yeah, it's like going back to the analogy of, of putting your your death breath on a piece of toast when you're eating it in the morning, like add mercury as yes. well. How do you identify this? Like, I mean, I, amalgam, I can barely pronounce what this thing is. How do you know, say you've had some work done in the past, mm-hmm. how do you, how can you identify, check out in the mirror, yeah. get an idea? Because... Because dentists aren't being like, hey, I'm just going to let you know. Yeah. Um, I'm putting this material in your filling. Yeah. Like, they're not giving you that information. They should they, be. And if they did, most people aren't remembering. Yeah. They should be giving informed consent. And that's what that that's what informed consent is. Here's a list of the pros and the cons, the possible risks. Do you want to go ahead with this procedure? So how do you know if you have it? So you would want to look in the mirror, open your mouth wide. They're most likely going to be on your back teeth. Look up, upper and lower and you'll see a dark substance. It looks metallic. It looks almost silver. But if it's been in there for a while, it can look corroded and even like black um, because metal, as we know, corrodes in the, in the presence of moisture. So if you see... Um, this is different than a crown, okay? So if if you still have your base tooth structure, but like the center of it is taken out like a puzzle piece and there's like a new puzzle piece of silverish, blackish material in your tooth, like in the center, and it can even like bridge from tooth to tooth, that's amalgam, okay? And it, you can just also Google it and look up what it is. It's all one and the same. So that's what it looks like. And uh, these are this is really important. And I put this on my on my episode number one because mercury fillings have been linked to a laundry list of problems in the body. And I can't in good faith talk about holistic health every day like I do and not talk about this. So this mercury gets into our gut and has a lot of gut disruption in our body. Um, Example would be uh, increasing the amount of candida. So a lot of people know the term candida. We all have some level of candida in our body, but uh, they feed on mercury. So it's, if you've had a like chronic candida problem, check to see if you have mercury amalgam fillings in your mouth and, and really think about getting those taken out. So they've been linked to gut disruption, um, neurological problems, autism, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, fatigue, endocrine disruption, multiple sclerosis, respiratory problems, tremors, 
disease, uh, kidney disease, and so much more. Like the list is literally, there's 250 unique symptoms that, that have been linked to mercury amalgam fillings, mercury poisoning. So yeah, going back to our, uh, you know, comment I made at the start of the podcast, which is like, you know, these pillars are levers. This is absolutely a lever, huge lever, huge. I've heard stories from people that go in and do it right and get them taken out by a biological dentist, which I'm going to talk about and their health transforms. (laughs) And I've also heard the flip side where people have a mouth full of metal and they can never get to the bottom. They can never get to the root of what's making them feel like crap every day. Yeah. Then you're, then you're symptom treating, you know, other areas of your, of your life and your body. Yes. So I mentioned the biological dentist uh, for this specifically. I think they're great to see all the time because they're really taking into account uh, the entire body system. Um, But especially if you're getting these amalgam fillings out, you really want to see a biological dentist because they have been trained in... in specific ways to dispose of this mercury in the way that's best for you and for themselves. You're protecting yourself and the dentist and our planet. If we just dispose of the mercury amalgam fillings in the regular garbage, or maybe someone's a little bit careless in a general dentist office, that gets into our landfills. It gets into our environment that is not a good situation. You really, really, I can't stress this enough. You must see a biological dentist for this. If you're getting all the amalgam taken out and you're, he's releasing or she's releasing those vapors, those vapors can travel to other areas of your body, which is just like a moot point. It's, 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 you're, you're increasing your risk of all of these things that I just named off thinking that you're getting them taken out mm. in the proper way and, and really to get them in, taken out in the proper way is going to be the biological dentist. Um, and if you don't know of one, uh, a biological dentist, you can, you can, there's a lot of resources, uh, databases that you can look up because they do have an extra level of training, uh, an actual certification for this biological dental, <clears throat> dental education. Um, one place that you can go is the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. That's the IAOMT.org. And all of these links will be in the show notes. So you can just check that. Awesome. I think another good resource um, or, uh, along along this line uh, would be our, <clears throat> our friend, Dr. Pompa. Um, he has a really interesting story about his mm-hmm. sort of journey through um, fillings and work that had been done in his mouth. And the toxicity effect of yeah. that work and sort of the long um, version of how he got back to health and had these some of these things removed and some of the treatments and the protocols. Mm-hmm. And he is well versed in this space. Uh, a friend of ours who's been on this podcast even. Um, definitely somebody to look into if you have questions. Don't want to scare the shit out of people either at the same time. Know that there's many who are going through uh, the removal process and kind of the cleanliness cleanup process so there's a ton of resources in addition to just this podcast and mm-hmm. and obviously uh, our availability and supporting yeah. you know whoever's listening that this might land with uh but but uh, don't don't you know like crap your pants over this like <laughs> there, there are people who are going through it and, and providing really incredible steps and solutions to yes. uh, to like 
come full circle and optimize right. back to health. Don't live out of fear, but be aware of what's, Absolutely. What, it's, what's, it's what's there. Legitimate. So uh, again, if you want more information, uh, the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology is a great place, a great resource, not only to find a dentist, but also to read up on all the clinical research that's out there in regards to mercury amalgam fillings and what they do to the body, the environment, et cetera. Whew. That's all five. Wow. Um, wealth. So just to, just to recap, learn how to brush your teeth very, very well. Floss like a boss. Get aligned. Scrape your tongue every day. And get your amalgam fillings out by a biological dentist. Mm. Those are my five big boulders, the levers, as you say. And um, I, I guarantee if you start here you will see your mouth transform without all the other shiny bells and whistles of whitening. Notice I didn't even talk about whitening really. Mm. It's because it's not part, it's not, it's not necessary for a healthy mouth. These all are. So um, I promised that I would share what we use. So I'm going to run through that uh, now as a little cherry on top. So we already mentioned Sonicare. So uh, we both use Sonicare toothbrush at least two times a day, sometimes three for me, for two somewhere between two to four minutes. It's never just like bit 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 done. Right. It's it's a good amount of time. And if this is hard for you, um, do something else. Walk around, pick up your room, do something um, to make that go by faster. All right. So for the toothpaste. We started using a brand called Living Libations, and all of the products that we use will be linked in the show notes. So good. They are amazing. And I haven't talked about them on my, on my Instagram yet because I wanted to use them for a good amount of time before I actually was able to speak to them. And the ones that we have, we have five of their products. Um, and uh, the ones that we have are the Neem Enamelizer, alkalizing toothpaste, the frankincense fresh sensitive toothpaste, the ozone happy gum gel. Uh, we have the happy gumdrops oil swishing serum, and we have the mint condition mineral tooth powder. I just want to highlight two of these. Um, you can look at all of them in the show notes again, but the two that I want to highlight are the the neem enamelizing toothpaste. Uh, some people are probably like, what the, f what is neem? I've never even heard of that. This is a tree that's been used for thousands of years in, um, in ancient Ayurveda for its fungicidal and antibacterial benefits. Also, it has amazing alkalizing, uh, benefits for the saliva, the gums. It also kills bacteria that causes gingivitis. And this is really cool, but um, in Sanskrit, neem is arista. It, the word is arista, and it means whole, perfect, imperishable. Mm, Isn't that cool? That. Yeah, so this is just one of the ingredients in this uh, neem enamelizing toothpaste that we love. You, it's, it's really concentrated, so all you need is just a dot on your dry toothbrush. And then I actually dip into the mint condition mineral tooth powder. And this is a dry mixture. This is like a powder, a true powder. And it's a mixture of the kaolin clay. I don't really know how to say that, but it's K-A-O-L-I-N clay, uh, baking soda, MCT powder, calcium from red algae, 
that, that's been aging in the Atlantic Ocean off of Iceland for five years and picking up all the elements of the ocean, so including rad. 72 different uh, minerals in this powder. It also includes magnesium, sea salt, probiotics, and vitamin D3. Vitamin D is critical for healthy teeth and mineralized teeth. So I like doing the neem enamelizer, dip a little bit into the tooth powder, brush with that for three to four minutes and your mouth, <laughs> you guys, I can't even explain how good my mouth feels once I'm done. It feels vibrant and tingly and alive. It really feels like my teeth are actually alive, which they are. They're living structures. And, and really for like the next like 12 hours. Mm -hmm. I've been really, we're like two weeks into this and um, it's it's a really enjoyable experience to brush with. Um, it, it's a brand new kind of like taste and uh, sort of like feeling for your teeth and your mouth. Um, and then I've, I'm literally noticing the cleanliness of my teeth, uh, the lack of, you know, s uh, staining mm -hmm. my, my actual retainers that I wear, my night guards at night are like actually getting cleaner. <laughs> By putting them on these freshly brushed teeth. Yeah. And um, again, we're two weeks into this, but but I'm really, really fired up about what these things are doing. I love it. And and the other uh, product I wanted to mention was the Ozone Happy Gum Gel. This is uh, the primary ingredient is ozonated uh, olive oil. So people have probably heard of ozone therapy. Well, they're they're taking that. It's it's actually from Nikola Tesla was the inventor of this technology, and so they're using this in the in this dental product. It's like a kind of an orangey yellow gel, and uh, this ozone therapy for teeth has proven to decrease inflammation, accelerate wound healing, and maintain moisture in the mouth. So what I do is I take my floss and I take just a drop of the the, um, the ozone gel and I run it through um, onto my floss and then I floss and I'm inserting, I'm, I'm I'm putting that gel right up into the sulcus in, in the in-between space between my gums and my teeth. Then it can do its magic underneath my gum line because it's on my floss. So that's a, that's a pro tip, but uh, try it. I think, I think that you guys will love these products. And we don't have one yet, but we're working on a, a discount code for Living Libations. Just be patient with us um, while we get that. And uh, we'll update the show notes um, as soon as we have it. I will say that the other toothpaste that we've used in the past is called Redmond's Earth Paste. And that's a really good toothpaste. Really it, great. Uh, if you have to have a tube of toothpaste, it's, it's, it's high quality and it has a really clean ingredient list. On to floss. Um, the floss that we use is uh, from Burst Oral Care. And this is a charcoal floss. So it's black. And so you can really see what it's cleaning off of your teeth. It has a lot of grit, but it's still soft. This is the best floss that I've ever used in my life. It legit keeps stain off my teeth like no other floss. We'll obviously have a link in the show notes and we do have a discount code as well. The thing that I love about this floss too is that it has refillable bobbins. So you buy the case once and then they send you, yes, we have our floss on, <laughs> on subscription, um, but they're reducing waste by just sending you the refill bobbin pack that you can re then refill with your floss. So can't say enough good things about this floss. Um, use it at least once a day, if not twice. 
And then the metal tongue scraper, um, you can get it on Amazon for like $5. Also, Living Libations does have one as well. Just remember, do not get plastic and do, get, do not get one that is serrated. Um, and then the last thing that we use on a, on a regular basis is that we both wear retainers at night. Um, we've talked about them, the benefits. They hold our teeth in place so they don't move. And they also protect our teeth from clenching, grinding, and, and um, excessive wear. Um, and, and my retainers have absolutely felt so much cleaner in the morning yeah. after using the Living Libations. Um, you guys, please go check out Living Libations, their website. They have so many dental products and the ingredients are phenomenal. They, they have a breakdown of every ingredient, the benefits of the mouth and of the entire body. Like, I don't know how you can look at this and not be just uh, so impressed. So please check the show notes and go check out Living Libations. Spoiler, we are scheduled to also interview the founder of Living Libations, Nadine Artemis, coming up in just a few weeks. So that will be adding um, episode two to our dental health series. Awesome. I'm definitely stoked for that. Um, this is, like you said, the big levers, but I'm also curious about these other things that we can we can fill in the gaps mm -hmm. on and, and collectively, you know, all these little types of nuances around health in general, but around your teeth and your oral care, they may be smaller, but collectively they are they are large if you if you can apply them. So, you know, order of operations, right? Let's let's get these five things down and then let's kind of peel back the layers on what's next. What are mm -hmm. these what are these? uh, real specific hacks or habits that, that we can do to just like take it up a, another notch after we've nailed, uh, the fundamentals. Yeah. Next episode for sure. We're going to get into, <clears throat> we're going to get into the science of dental health and get really super nerdy. This was pretty basic, pretty surface level. Um, but next episode we're for sure going to nerd out. All right, my love, that's all I have for you today. And for all you listening, I do want to ask before we jump off. Yes. What for you feels like the medicine today? Well, besides the knowledge that you just gave me and all of these listeners, uh, thank you so much, so much gratitude for you and your, your wealth of experience and knowledge and just general care and concern for the well-being of um, everybody you come into contact with. So, so much love to you. That is medicine uh, for my ears and my life. Um, but in addition to the dental download that I just got, my medicine today is uh, a little bit of a trigger session. So I'm, I'm obviously lifting in the gym. I'm recovering from this uh, broken rib and really getting back to almost 100%. Um, and a way that I like to add an anabolic type communication to my body is not with a double day workout, rather with a 5 to 15 minute session with rubber bands um, maybe some pull-ups or some push-ups, maybe some just lifting something heavy, like a, like a heavier dumbbell or kettlebell to just let my body know I am trying to build muscle, my guy. I'm trying to keep you anabolic. So my medicine today is a very intentional, uh, before dinner, I will do at least five to 15 minutes of a trigger session with rubber bands, maybe some pull-ups, uh, maybe some push-ups just to let my body know, Hey man, I'm not going to push you beyond the point of uh, fatigue, but I am going to fire you up a little bit and let you know that I'm trying to build muscle. And mm -hmm. the, I, will, I will follow that up with, of course, refueling my body and having an incredible night's sleep. But trigger session. 
get it from my dear friends at, over at Mind Pump Media. They are massive advocates of the trigger session uh, experience, and it is my medicine today. Love it. What about you, my dental hygiene goddess? <laughs> what We're, is your medicine today? I already had mine picked out before we even <clears throat> before we even started the show, and we are so on the same wavelength. I had a great glute isolation workout this morning that just I felt super strong lots of energy it was the right balance of really hard so I knew it was doing something I knew I was challenging my muscles but at the same time you have a lot of energy leading into it so you feel really strong you feel really good and uh yeah having a, a nice glute isolation day nothing better mm, glute iso making that peach pop boom <laughs> All right, you guys, I am so happy to have this episode finally out there. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for sticking with us. I know it was a long one, and I hope um, a lot of it landed for you. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am at Mimi underscore the medicine on Instagram. Chase is at the Chasen one. Go check out his pearly whites. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Go spread some light. All right, bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.